Welcome to the Excellent Archives, where we watch episode of the 1996 CG cartoon, Beast Wars Transformers. I'm James. I'm Dode. And today we're going to be watching episode 6, Power Surge, which aired on September 25th, 1996, written by uh, Larry Dottillo, who was uh, mentioned before as one of the show, show, basically one of the showrunners on the show, so mentioned before, and directed by Nick Kendall, who is a Canadian director who only directed this episode, but also directed an episode of Reboot, When Games Collide, in case you're curious. When multiple awards were still Mr. Rice's secret, and earliest work was the 1972 series The Beachcombers. So he was, yeah, not a young man working on this show. I I feel like there's a lot of not young men working on animation, kids' animation throughout the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they kind of knew the game by the uh, by the time they were actually directing episodes and stuff. Because you got to be like an actual good director to direct animation. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's uh, enough of that. Let's get into the episode itself. So we open up with a uh, majestic eagle flying through the air, kind of contemplating life before it gets uh, eaten by pterosaur. Yeah, like, you know, knowing what we know about where uh, the what part of the planet the Transformers are on, what is a North American bird doing here? Also, maybe it was maybe it was also in Africa before, but pterosaur just killed the last one. Yeah. Apparently that's actually that bit where he eats the bird the whole in beast mode. So is a reference to his packaging bio where he'll where it says that he'll fly through swarms of birds and eat uh, whole ones. Yeah, so probably just a snack for him then. And he sees a uh, floating island and remarks by the inferno, which again, funny uh which they're still using that because they don't know there's a character called Inferno coming up. Wait, did he say the inferno? I, I thought he said the pit this time. I think he said by the Inferno. I got it I got it up. He definitely says by the Inferno. Okay. Maybe I think he might make it. another reference to the pit. Okay. But yeah. I, I, it might be later in the episode. I think Transverse might have said it. Yeah, but anyways, he flies into this floating island and sees it's laced with enough energy on to, quote, power an army. So he uh, transforms in order to try to get a scan. And I don't know if this is the first time that we've heard, like, the little diagnostic computers... But he gets a little warning that uh, state that uh, Energon Overlord stasis, stasis lock imminent. Yeah, the uh, I, th- I think this is the first time we heard it, at least outside, of, like that the uh, pers- their personal onboard computer is the same as the one on the ship. Mm-hmm. So th- this mountain is straight out of James Cameron's Avatar, by the way. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking it too. Uh, granted, this is long before that, still. So. But anyways, uh, he is. In a weird moment of himself, willing to risk himself to take the scan, but uh, when he but uh, it ends up being to his benefit because when he tries to touch the crystal, he gets zapped and starts absorbing energy on power and gets a power boost. Now, I was actually having a hard time telling if like his model actually changes when he gets powered up because I always thought he did, but I was taking look, looked at a screen cap between this and the uh, balance of power where he also does a bunch of stuff. And it mostly looks like they make him look shinier and maybe make him bigger in scenes, but they don't actually change his model that much. Oh, well, except I, for his, uh, I, I thought weapon. he just had the, like this energy surges going throughout him. At the, the, the oh yeah, thing. he's got glowy energy on, on stuff going through him, so you know that he's powered up. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, uh, so when he lands, you can tell that the energy on is like special because you can see the power surging throughout it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now that he's powered up, he decides to do. What's natural and decides to head home to the Predacon base to take out Megatron, take leadership of the Predacons. He goes Starscream so fast, you guys. Yep. Yeah, so he blasts off like like a, a rocket in uh, 
movie. Uh, fortunately, Cheetor has a chance to see him and wonders what the heck's up with that. Doesn't seem to question the giant floating mountain he just flew away from, though. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to the Predacon base, and Megatron has the rest of the Predacons out testing a new security system to that new cannon and stuff. Yeah, um, so this is the uh, this is the first ma- uh, Predacon autogun that we see. Uh, did we see that in in the first episode in the opening or no? I don't. Know. I mean, like they had guns on their ships. Uh, I noticed you think that like that might be the the one gun from uh, episode uh, three. Yeah, like, no, I'm pretty sure it is, which means that the wiki's wrong. Which it's a wiki, so I guess take that with a grain of salt. But that's true. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, so this is the first time we actually see an auto gun on either side. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Maximals actually grab another one of these later on to use for their defense system. Yeah, there, there'll be a whole episode dedicated to that one. Hmm. But anyways, Megatron's... This is apparently part of a multi-plan, because Megatron wants to set up a bunch of death traps for the uh, for the Maximals, which causes Pterosaur to come in and sell death traps are for cowards. Yeah, and... And immediately check for leadership. <laughs> You know, I think cowardly, better cowardly than dead is probably page three of the Predacon handbook, though. Yeah, you'd think. So, yeah, Pterosaur trial engines to fight, which amuses Megatron, because Pterosaur's kind of a weakling normally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scorpion being his hilarious self uh, again, as soon as Pterosaur challenges him, he's aghast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is this, is this this hasn't happened before, Scorponok? <laughs> Scorponok almost sounds scared, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Megatron starts uh, transforms and starts shooting, including his like, rarely used hip hip guns. Yeah, I didn't remember these hip guns. Those are definitely a part of his toy. Okay. Like he basically has these like big things that launch these like big boomerang looking missiles. Hmm. I don't know how often he uses them in the show, but he definitely uses them here. But Jonah seems to stun Terrasaur. He then pulls out his uh. Shoulder cannons that are now like extra big, I guess, because of the power up, mm. and blast them off the cliff. Yeah, uh, and then Dian- or Megatron tries to get up again. Like looks yeah. back at him, is like, "I, you think that's enough to take me out?" And then just for good measure, uh, following I forgot what rule, but one of the rules of Zombieland, double tap. Yeah, yeah. So Pterosaur goes back down and finishes him off, taking out his gun, which is also turned from like his normally Pterosaur's gun is like a little handheld. Uh, gun. Dow goes to like a full on like combat rifle and blasts Megatron, and like he falls apart into pieces as he drops down the cliff again. Yeah, it, go- it goes from a pistol to like a sawed off shotgun. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it, when Megatron falls down the cliff and he lands, he's just in pieces, which uh, reminding me of Robocop too. When you know the bad guys catch him and they take him apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't see that. I mean, he's a robot, so you can blow him into a lot. Of it's it's very rare for Megatron to actually get blown to pieces in this show. Normally, that's a Waspinator's job or Inferno. But anyway, yeah. He also uh, Cheetor remarks that this is that this looks ultra bad, <laughs> not just regular bad. So after uh, commercial break, Pterosaur is get, getting is declaring himself leader of the Predacons, asking if anybody has any questions, and everyone's like, "Nope, it's fine with us." <laughs> when he starts glitching, because uh, apparently his power is running low, uh, Trantor's asks if he's okay. He sounds sincere, but he's also like rubbing his little paws together like he's planning something. <laughs> <laughs> Which he is in this case. And Terrasaur says, everything's fine, and he runs off and leaves Tarantulas in control. 
leaves in command. Scorbinok objects, since uh, he's actually the second in command. Tarantulas just kind of wanders off, and Waspmander goes up to him and says, uh, it's like, if you're second in command, what is your command? In a very non-Waspmander sentence, though apparently there's a reason for that. Oh, there was? Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, so going behind the scenes, apparently uh, there is a, apparently, uh, there was a character named Insecticon that was planned to join the Predacons that ultimately got scrapped. Apparently, and these, in, in the original script, it actually mentions those lines were for Insecticon, but like got written, rewritten it for Waspmater's say, which is why Waspmater says that line without doing like his Waspmater voice or referring to himself in third person. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah. but uh, is it Insecticon just what you call a certain breed of Predacon or Decepticon, though? No, there's no, there's a, there's actually there was a, a character named Insecticon. He transformed into a stag beetle, kind of like how Dinobot is an auto, is an Autobot faction, but Dinobot is also a character. Insecticon uh, was a character. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I understood that. I was just, I was just confirming there was also a faction of the Decepticons named Insecticon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, also wait, stag beetle. Okay, so the. They basically repurposed that concept for Transformers Prime, then, because like almost all of the Insecticons are basically stag beetles. Well, I mean, like they're one of the the original Insecticons was a stag beetle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stag beetles are are popular insects. Yes. Scorponok, his first order is to salvage Megatron because he obviously has no confidence in Pterosaur's ability to lead them. Yeah, I put it in my note. It says, uh, Scorponok showing how much of a stiveling suck-up he really is for his restoration to Megatron. Cut back to the Exelon, where Cheetor is running in full speed. Optimus is concerned, but Rattrap brushes off as he plays what I thought was virtual poker, because he has a hand of cards, and there's like a holographic hand holding it up, and comments that he's, like, I think 17,000 credits into the hole. That was half a million. Yeah. Something like, something like some ridiculous sum of money. Yeah. Cybertronic, oh, yeah, the Cybertronics actually, um, which uh, because the creators actually posted the language they use, which is a one-to-one very um, cipher to to English. He's actually playing old maid. I don't know how they know that though. <laughs> yeah, because gambling is bad, kiddies. Yeah, even if you'd only be able to know that by trans, even even if the only way you know he was not gambling was to translate the thing. <laughs> But anyways, Cheetor runs in out of breath and tells them that uh, Pterosaur got powered up from a floating island, which everyone is skeptical about, which seems weird of all the things to start being skeptical. They literally encountered an alien probe last episode. But floating island? That's too far? Oh, the, the alien probe didn't defy the laws of, gra- laws of physics. I mean, it kind of did it just early. <laughs> Notice it. That's, I mean, okay, technically speaking... Uh, Technically speaking, it did uh, it did turn matter into energy for a moment, which uh, yeah. theoretically is possible. Wait, going back a second, he comes in out of breath, so now they breathe. Eh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, he's he's clearly exhausted, but like maybe he's out of energy. I don't know. Don't worry. Right. Don't worry too far. Too hard. I'll, I'll, I'll take that, but but I mean, I, I think they're. It's just uh, it's unsaid, but I think they're trying to hint out throughout the series that. By taking these beast forms, they actually became partly organic. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's just said explicitly in Beast Machines, but... Yeah. I think it also comes up a bit more once they get into later seasons and start dealing with Transmetal 2, but we're not there just yet. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, everyone's skeptical about that. And but Cheetor points it out on the globe that's definitely not a prehistoric Earth. But anyways, back to the mountain. Pterosaur's flying back to the mountain, fully exhausted from Energon at this point. And we see that uh, ter- that uh, Tarantulas has been tracking him because he wants in on this. Yeah, uh, he says like, "Yes, yes, show me your secret." Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as he was flying, he realizes that the Energon's unstable, which is also which is why he's getting a power boost, but also why it's not lasting as long. Uh, yeah. th- at this point, I'm like, "Oh, hey, maybe that's why the maybe that's why the mountain's floating too." Yeah. And it's become back to Axelon, where they are managing to track the Preds with their sensors. Uh, I think they mentioned uh, Dinobot's doing some scouting, which is the only mention of Dinobot in this episode. He doesn't actually appear on screen this entire time. I think it's the first for for him so far. Yeah, because it's the first episode he doesn't appear. And also, this is when Rhinox actually confirms my theory, like five seconds after I have it. (laughs) Which theory is that? The no, the fact that uh that the unstable Energon is the oh, reason yeah. why the mountain's floating. Yeah, yeah it's like says, enough of it in high concentration. He says it's possible that the Energon were stable from this big enough concentration, it could lift a mountain off the ground. From says my thoughts exactly, and my my reaction was, what? <laughs> That's how it works. Well, I mean, unstable energy source. It's lifting it up into into the air. I guess Energon is kind of magic, particularly in this first season. Yeah, anti-graviton, I'm just gonna say. Yeah. So anyways, uh Primal realizes they, they can't they have to subtract from Graviton, so he orders Ratchet to get ready for demolitions. Yeah, this is where I realized like we we've always been had a little trouble describing what Ratchet's actual role is on the ship. Uh we've sort of just been saying he's just a general tech guy. Then I realized like, no, he's a demolitions expert. That's exactly yeah. what what describes him properly. Yeah, this is the first time we get to actually see him do that too. But anyways, uh, we cut back to the uh, mountain. Tarantulas uh, transforms and fires a grappling up to climb up to the island. And then we get to see uh, Rat Trap riding Optimus. And uh, not too happy about it. Now, I forget, has Rat Trap done, wrote, like, uh, written... For those who need a uh, picture painted from, we have uh, Optimus Primal in robot mode flying with his jetpack and Rat Trap hanging on for dear life in rat mode. Is this happen? Did this happen earlier? Or is this the first time like he's had to ride? He's had to ride like that. Uh, this is the first time it's happened, but this this particular shot is kind of iconic to me because it's very. I mean, it's a rat riding on the back of a robot. It's kind of hard to yeah. to wipe from your head. No, it, it's pretty good. We'll we'll have to post a picture of that to Twitter when we post this episode. Yeah. All right. So yeah, then they land outside the mountain, and Rat Trap kisses the ground. Before they uh, enter into the, uh, before they enter inside and see all the energon, and, get, and they also get there conveniently as Pterosaur lands and starts powering up again, and realize what's going on. Yeah, when they, hmm? uh, when they, when Optimus and uh, Rattrap see him, uh, Optimus just tells Rattrap like, "Hey, go set the charge. I'll distract him." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Rattrap says this. Uh, also said in a uh, kind of a, a reused phrase. That, that pred looks like he could eat Tyronium, which, okay, I'm not sure what that is. I'll take your word for it, Rat Trap. Yeah, I got no idea either. <laughs> I, I, was, I thought maybe that was some kind of uh, some fictional material they mentioned in G1. Yeah, I, I didn't know, look that, that one up. It, but it's a weird thing. But anyways, yeah, so Primal jumps out of cover, and Pterosaur immediately 
gives chase because you know he's already blown up one leader today. Why not take out two? Well, yeah, he, he, like before he started short circuiting, he was planning to go attack the mackles anyway. So I think he actually yeah. says like, "Oh hey, uh, thanks for coming to me. You saved me a lot yeah. of time." Mm-hmm. So they head out and start engaging in some aerial combat with uh, Optimus being mostly avoiding the shots. Occasionally getting a chance to shoot Pterosaur, but Pterosaur mostly shrugging it off because he's powered it up. Before we cut back inside, where Rat Trap Transformers in, he they opens up a little compartment on his forearms, which before he did that in the web to re- pull out his like little hot box. Now he's using it to bring up these little bombs, which he kind of squeezes and plants on there. Which I, I like that as an activation method for a bomb. You, you squeeze mm-hmm. it and throw it or plant it. And anyways, we kept, as he's planting them, cut back outside. Pterosaur gains the advantage where he blows up one of the, the... The mountain has a bunch of rocks floating around it. So he shoots one of them to, to hit Optimus while he's flying to stun him. So he deliver a good shot that causes him to go flying down to the back down to the mountain. And as a stasis lock starts to affect him, and he has to transfer back into gorilla mode. As Pterosaur moves in for the kill. Uh, meanwhile, inside, Rat Trap has his own problems as he runs into Tarantulas, who immediately jumps, gets the jump on him, and they start fighting. Though they stick to beast mode, so it's a bit more, it's a bit comical. Since you have, like, a giant spider fighting a giant rat. At yeah. one point, Tarantulas is on Rat Trap's back, and Rat Trap runs under, like, a narrow arch and just, like, like Roadrunner splats, or Wily Coyote splats him on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, rat spider fight! <laughs> yeah. So back outside, there's a lot, a lot of quick cuts in the, this episode. Uh, back outside, uh, Pterosaur is getting ready to finish off Optimus when, whoops, he runs out of energy again. Presumably, uh, but all, like all the active flying and fighting used it up faster than last time. So it tells Optimus to not go anywhere where he goes to power up so he can kill him later. But uh, Optimus starts climbing up the mountain because he's got to because he's got to get Rat Trap out of there. So uh, yeah, back to Rat Trap's and Tarantulas fight. He uh, Rat Trap sells him to. St- uh, I feel like the scene is like R- Tarantulas says something threatening, and Rat Trap says, "Stick it in your command module, eight eyes." Uh, he says, "I am your superior." Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remembered it because there's a, a similar. Uh... Similar yelling out of, the, of a phrase uh, from the Sci-Fi Channel series uh, Farscape. Huh. Uh, yeah, it was just literally one episode where they where this light of a sun is affecting the entire crew, and the one human on the crew starts yelling out, "Humans are superior!" <laughs> yeah, uh, just stuck out in my mind. The way I had this going was, uh, "I am your superior." Sticking your command module eight eyes, and then <laughs> just because like I. Uh, I'm, I, I was picky about this before. I just wrote it as like that's Mister Nine Eyes to you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Rat Trap picks up some mud and throws it into Tarantula's face as he's charging him, and which, as a result, Tarantula goes charging off the cliff and falls down. Spider goes splat. Yep. <laughs> so uh, as he's uh. Yeah, so Pterosaur gets inside and gets ready to power it when he notices the charges and realizes the whole mountain's going to sky high because Energon, is, as previously shown in the show, is super explosive when you start throwing bombs at it. Yeah. Uh, Tarantula also notices the plane blowing up, so he starts getting the pit out of there. Yeah. Both of them fly off. 
Uh, Ratchet resigns uh, for getting blown up since he think since he thinks briefly thinks that Optimus has been killed by Terrasaur before Optimus climbs up, and Ratchet hops on him, ready to fly out of there. Except one problem: Optimus can't fly; he's still damaged from the fight. So instead, well, he jumps off the island as it explodes. Well, no, he Ratchet- says uh, he says that that's not the that's not the reason. He says uh, the, this mountain of energon is about to explode. So if he's in robot mode. When it explodes, the the energy wave will basically kill him if he's in mm-hmm. robot mode. Yeah. yeah, okay, that actually makes sense. Yeah, I thought it was just because like he like he got damaged from the fight, but yeah. So he jumps off, rat trap screaming all the way down, but he manages to break their fall like catching a tree as they land. Uh, gets this exchange between them, and Ratchet says like, "You know that was crazy." Eh? Noctis says, "Eh? Sometimes crazy works." And then before uh, complimenting Rattrap on the job there. And, like, you actually get some bonding, which is nice, since it wasn't that long ago before Rattrap was, like, literally insubordinating to Primal. Yeah, I, I think Rattrap's... Uh, everyone kind of feels like they, got, they need to have a, a dissenting voice within the group. They don't mm-hmm. necessarily think they need to be listened to, but, they, but it should be said. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is why Rattrap will, will be totally... Uh, We'll go along with it. He's there. Like he's a he's a maximal still, even if he is, mm-hmm. even if he's a rat. Uh, yeah. he'll, he'll go along with Optimus's orders. He'll just complain the entire time. Oh yeah. Yeah. But anyways, we cut. I, I feel you, Rat Trap. I, I, I'm the same way. Yeah. So anyways, we uh, cut back to the Predacon base where Pterosaur is beaten and depowered, but he's confident. Like, well, at least I took out Megatron. I still control the Predacons. That's good. So, uh, of course, he lands, and who comes out to beat him but Megatron? Comes out very slow. Comes out of the sh- uh, out of the ship very slowly and purposefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, like once again, reminding me of RoboCop. He actually yeah. walked a lot like RoboCop, and mm-hmm. just uh, does he say anything, or does he just ch- like show uh, up? He does. I did not write it down, but I think that one's actually quoted on. Yeah, Terrasaur said to uh, set it up. Terrasaur's Blast those Maximals. They destroyed my power source. But at least I got rid of Megatron. And then Megatron's like, well, well, look who's back. And then Pterosaur, <laughs> in a great moment, turns white as a ghost and says, help. Oh, wait, that reminds me. So after uh, after he blasted Megatron, Pterosaur, uh, inheriting the... The habit of command says, "So Megatron's been blasted." Yes. Yep. And you know that 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 cuts on the episode. Pterosaur, wah wah. Not the last time he will uh, try to take control of the Predacons. Yeah, he like we said before, like he's he's basically beast over Starscream. Mm-hmm. Which uh, actually, when I. Uh, I, I have this thing where, as a kid, I always sort of related sequel stuff to the original uh, work. So, like, uh, for example, when I was watching Home Alone 2, uh, I always, like, related to a certain scene from the original. I'm like, oh, they, they just adapted it into this. Or same thing with, with uh, Lion King 2, actually. I'm like, yeah. oh, they just took this scene from that and just turned it into this. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, so kind of doing that with characters, too. Uh, like, you can draw a parallel between every single one of this uh every single one of the characters on both crews into one of the G1 characters 
Although mm-hmm. there was like what a hundred of them at least back then. Well, yeah, there was there was a lot of G one characters. Yeah, uh, who would Scorponok be? I know there was a Scorponok from G one, but that's not. Oh him. no, he's definitely not that Scorponok. Yeah. I mean, Soundwave, but a less interesting version of Soundwave. Because <laughs> he's like second in command, loyal, occasionally does his own private projects and stuff, but you know, he's not as cool as Soundwave. I, I kind of saw, uh, I kind of saw Tarantulas as a Soundwave, except you know, not as loyal. Uh, no, well, Tarantulas, I granted, I, I he'd, pr- I'd probably compare him more to Shockwave, but comic Shockwave, because yeah. he actually schemes like like a TV cartoon show Shockwave just uh hangs out on Cybertron and doesn't do too much. Yeah, uh, Prime uh, Prime Shockwave was that definitely is tarantulas. Should be like I don't think I don't think Waspader actually has any good analogs because like he, he's a warrior just constantly gets get blown up and is the joke guy. Yeah, I don't think that would work with G1's animation style. Uh-huh. Just getting blown up all the time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think if there's like an equivalent in in Prime or any of the other series I actually saw. Uh, actually, there, okay, there is one uh, in Robots in the, the original Robots in the Skies. Uh, mm-hmm. What's his name? Uh, Skybite. <laughs> Sky. Kinda. Although, although Skybite's really the second in command, and then like ends up like being the joke, but ends up probably being one of the best characters in that show. Like he's one of the, He's one of the only ones that's actually been like adapted into other Transformer fiction. Yeah, actually, I think he. Would, I think he was actually adapted from uh, this from a Beast Wars toy, actually, uh, Cyber Shark. No, no, no. Right, he was adapted from a toy, but like the like he didn't have he did like he had a text back, but like the character of Skybite was unique for robots in disguise. I'm saying in like uh, in uh, the IDW comics, he actually you actually have like that version of Skybite shows up on Cybertron, like the the warrior poet. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to call himself. Yeah, I know he was a uh, he. He was readapt. He like they took the they took a toy of Cyber Shark, turned it into Skybite, and then Skybite took it life on his own and just out, yeah. outshadowed him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you want to go on to the MVP? Because I don't think there's a lot of time. Uh, about yeah, I think we're done with the episodes. Yeah, let's go to MVP. Uh, see, uh, MVP. I'm going to give MVP to Pterosaur. He tried. He was not very good at it. <laughs> Just the most interesting character this time around for, to me was Rattrap. Yeah, I can see that. Rattrap got a bit of character development, got to do something that, you know, actually had to, like, grow grow some backbone for this. Mm-hmm. Did some not gambling. Like, is there a very, <laughs> do you think there's a variant of, like, Old Maid where you actually wager money, or do you think, like, he's just messing with Or the uh, show writer, the show writer's messing with us. I mean, I thought he was playing poker until I read the wiki and said it was it was old maid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how could you how could you play old maid with 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 money? I, I mean, no unless, unless you're well, I mean, if there's only two of you, I guess you could just take out half the deck and then just play yeah. and just wager for hand instead of right. instead of yeah, like you know, old maid takes a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you just like. To use like half a deck, and then whoever wins gets to take the pot every time. Uh-huh. Short games. Yeah. yeah. 
But anyways, I think I think that's all for this episode. I think this one went a bit fast, but it was a pretty straightforward episode. Like not nearly as complex as last one. Yeah, uh, you gotta space those. You gotta space them out the complex ones with the with with yeah. episodes like this. Uh, since this is a pterosaur spotlight episode, do we have anything to talk about his voice actor? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, we talked about him uh, the last time we really got to talk. Uh, so I don't think we have too much more to say about him. Though I did discover in, like, a weird kind of thing that, uh, apparently he got one of his many other roles is he voiced Shredder on Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation, which, ooh. Oh, yes. Bad times for you, buddy. We talked about that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's all we have for, uh, for episode six, uh, uh, power surge. So next up, so uh, next week we get uh, episode seven, Fallen Comrades. A stasis pod follows into the northern sector of the planet, and the Maximals and Predacons race to obtain it. We finally get a new character to this show. Oh yeah, so I, I listened to that episode of uh, pop, pop culture failure that you guessed it on, uh, and you mentioned uh, the character that will be coming up. Uh, here's the thing. I looked at his, I looked at the actual page. Um, I made this mistake too, by the way. It's not Tigertron, apparently. It's Tigatron. Really? T-I-G-A, yeah. Oh, you're right. Like right? Yeah, no, I guess you're right. Anyway. But yeah, we'll get a new new episode, a new character for the next episode. So that'll be interesting. So now that it wraps up, uh, let me get to the closing. So thank you for listening to the Axelon Archives. If you have any questions or want to talk about Beast Wars, you can reach us on Twitter at, at Axelon Archives or by email at axelonarchives at gmail.com. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and Stitcher. Please leave a rating or, or review as it helps people find the show. And check our website at axelon.buzzsprout.com. If you're interested in guesting on the show, uh, just reach out to us on Twitter or by email and uh, let us know. We're pretty open. Uh, just, just, just like, don't all claim Code of Hero. We know, we know, people like that one. We, we, we might just put a ban on the on the guests for the episode. Well, um, I mean, I don't mind that, but it's also the in the second season, and we aren't even halfway through this one. Yeah, we'll uh, um, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, but anyways, if you want to follow either of us on Twitter, you can follow me at at Discord underscore Inc. You can follow me at at Dowfac. And until next time, the Beast Wars continue.